Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, to the House of David Ministries. I am Pastor Summer Allen. Pastor Keith Allen is, is with us, and we're continuing our Bible study based off of Revelations. We've had some really good nuggets come out on the last couple, so I'm kind of waiting on tonight to see what is going, what is about to come up here on this next portion of the, uh, the study. So, this week we're talking about the third church, the third seal, and the third trumpet. The third church is Pergamos. Uh, and to give you a little backdrop on Pergamos, um, well, actually, before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. I'm sorry about that. So, let's pray in, and then we'll talk about Pergamos. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you in prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, dear God, for this blessed day. We thank you and honor you, dear Lord God, for your mighty word in which we're about to receive, that we're about to partake in, dear Lord God. May it be a nourishment upon our bodies and our souls. May we forever, dear Lord God, seek you and seek you first and only, dear Lord God, for your divine revelation, dear Lord God, your wisdom and understanding. We pray, dear Lord God, that these words minister unto our souls, dear Lord God, to direct our paths in the name of Jesus. And we just pray right now, dear Lord God, as we come to you, dear Lord God, for this study, dear Lord God, that you reveal, dear Lord God, everything that you will have us to know. And we ask in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, that you remove any confusion, dear Lord God, and any doubt of your word, dear Lord God, from any one of us, dear Lord God. We pray and thank you for all that you've blessed us with in our lives. We thank you for our families, our, our loved ones, dear Lord God, near and far. We thank you, dear Lord God, for your one and only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for our sins. And we thank you, dear Lord God, for your everlasting love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Pergamos. Uh, last week we talked about uh, Smyrna. And um, if I'm correct, I could be mixing my churches up. <laughs> Which one are we talking about? That we're talking about Pergamos this week. Where am I in Jude? In Revelation chapter 2. Uh, 
So, yeah, last week we talked about Smyrna and how rich Smyrna was. Well, Pergamus was right outside of Smyrna. And however, Pergamus also was on the foothills in the valley of the Caucasus Mountains. And if you know your, your history about the Caucasus Mountains, it's where a lot of, um, this is not being racial, but this is where a lot of the, the white people come from. That's why they call them Caucasian, okay, Caucasus Mountains. Um, they, they, they dwelt there, okay? Um, so, between Smyrna and the Caucasus Mountains lie Pergamus. So they're in the midst of this melting pot, right? So they're getting, they're getting um, doctrine from John, Paul, and whoever else was uh, leading them to, to Christianity. But however, you can find out in the scriptures that Pergamus had a, a huge issue with one thing, and it, and it relates all the way back to the Old Testament. Okay, it, it relates all the way back to the Old Testament. So we're gonna, I'm gonna read uh, Revelation chapter two, verses twelve through seventeen for Pergamus. All right. Okay. Okay. And it reads this: And the angel of the church in Pergamus write, "These things saith he, which hath the sharp, um, sharp sword with two edges. I know thy works." And where thou dwellest, so God is saying, "I know where you dwell. I see your dwelling place. I know, and I understand that, even where Satan's seat is." So they're dwelling right in the melting pot, like I said. He's saying they, they, they dwell right in Satan's seat. Okay. Now he says, "And thou holdest fast my name." He said that they're holding fast to his name, but however, you're going to see something that happens happens here. It has not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you where Satan dwelt. Now, he's talking about the people that are dwelling about them. That's what he's calling Satan right now. Because everything that's going on in Pergamus is some crazy, crazy stuff. Okay? He says, verse 14, But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught the lock to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. So they're dwelling amongst these people who, and if you revert back to the Old Testament, um, you know when, when uh, Abraham went out to save Lot, remember when Lot got captured and he had to go get him? Yeah. Abraham slaughtered everybody. He didn't leave nobody around. When Saul came to be the first king of Israel, remember that he got a, he got a, 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 a direct order from God to go and take care of a, a certain people and to kill them all and leave no one alive. But he left the king alive. 
So, and you will see, like, in the book of Judges, like we read before, when you don't kill off this infection, the infection tends to start to infect you. And this is what's going on in Pergamos. He says, you held steadfast to my, to my, my faith in my name. But now there's something inside within you and with this dwelling with you that is causing a stumbling block before you. So now they got this stumbling block before them, and let's find out what it is. He says, so hast thou also dealt that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which, uh, which thing I hate. Repent, in verse 16, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Verse 17, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the hidden manna. Very important there. And will give them and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saying him that receives it. So he said, if you endure to the end, if you in other words, there's a doctrine um uh, uh, a scripture early in the in the New Testament that says that the people were being caught up by every wind of doctrine. Every time somebody came to whisper something into the town's ear, they went with it. They flowed with it, right? This is what's happening into Pergamos. you got all these people running through here. I remember Pergamos and Smyrna are now cities that, that are part of the, the country Turkey. They're both in Turkey now, okay? So that if you want to get an idea of where they are. So, modern-day Turkey, right? Yes, modern-day Turkey. So they got you know, people from the Caucasus Mountain coming down, preaching stuff. They got people from all these other towns coming through, preaching stuff, different things. Now, remember what Paul said. If, if someone comes to you preaching another doctrine, you, you know what to do. You need to you know, cast that person away real quick because it's not a God. So this is what these people are doing. But the people of Pergamos, have something what we call today the itching ear. Yeah. And people get so caught up in how good a word sounds, how eloquently someone speaks, or you get a minister up there, and, and there's no knock against anyone. You deliver however you deliver, but for, for the most part, some people tend to follow a certain script, and you will hear them hooping and hollering and, you know, giving the little elevations in their in their throat to make their voice sound like, yeah, and the God of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I kind of like that sometimes. <laughs> you got to be careful on it. You got to be careful because I'm going to tell you why. Because what, what happens is now you find yourself going before, the, before God's, um, in, in God's house looking for theatrics. Right. Uh, looking for a show. Right. And, if and there's people that have, hold on up, and there are people that have said, 
Oh, well, that, that preacher, he's not lively, so I, I, I didn't get nothing out of the word. Because he's not food and hollering. Because he's not giving you some kind of Broadway show. You know, when he step out on the stage, there ain't no glitter sparkling and, you know, all the little confetti and, and, and lights swirling around. That ain't what God about. But that's what he's saying. You've got to be careful because people will come with elegantly speaking words and, and, and enticing you with the way they're, they're, they're delivering it because they, they can, you know, soothe you in so many ways. And Pergamus fell victim to it. To that very thing where they're, what they call them is, they call them the theologically soft church. In other words, they compromised everything about themselves just to satisfy what they actually wanted. Yeah, we got this word of God, but this person just came in town. Oh, let's go over to the new preacher's, you know, church. You know, he's got, you know, everybody going over there, so... They want to be with the it crowd. And the next thing you know, somebody else new coming down. Oh, let's go over there. And so, you know, it's you know, church hopping and all this other crazy mess going on. It's a bunch of confusion is what it will cause you. you. You have to be grounded in Christ and know who Christ is for yourself. Now, everyone needs a teacher, you know, in our coming up. We all need someone to guide us and direct us in the path. And God always sends that person into our lives. But he doesn't call you to sit up there and run out to everybody who can spill off the whole dictionary with these big words, you know, or who got 15 degrees. And a lot of people, if you notice, these days, they get PhDs and go to all these theological schools and stuff, and they would rather put the word doctor in front of pastor or bishop. I'm not pastor such a, I'm doctor such and such and such. They'd rather put the doctor there first. So they've already removed God from their, 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 their even their calling. Their title. So you, you know, I'm just saying, this is what Pergamus fell into the trap of, so you really got to be careful when you're dealing with the world and you know how we are. We want to be entertained one way or another. We either want drama, suspense, comedy, action, a thriller. We want something. But that's the way we are. we got to have something. Well, what it really is is fulfilling emotional desires. Yes. Because the emotions that you feel, you know, excite you. <clears throat> so you want to feel that way again. I mean, most of the time, you know, being that I, you know, came from churches like that, mm-hmm. most of the time people would say, oh, we had a high service in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll feel like something really happened, you know, if, if you know, if people got hyped. And don't get me wrong, the spirit of the Lord is energetic. Just like, you know, the Bible says, um, Jeremiah says, he's like fire, shut up in my bones. It gives me excitement. You know, I want to, you know, praise him in so many different ways. But you're not talking about praise. You're talking about speaking the word and learning what the word of God says and educating, you know, yourself in that area too. And like you said, a lot of people deliver things in different ways. And some people do get emotional. Some people cry. 
You know, I remember a guy that I seen before he used to rub his head all the time. You know, and 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 that may have been a you know a nervous thing that he was doing or whatever. But um, you just have to try the spirit by the spirit to see that it is of God in every form. Well, in every form. What what the again? What the Church of Pergamos was dealing with was false prophets, false teachers. Right. Um, they would just believe in everybody. False doctrine. So they really didn't have a, a strong foundation in Christ. You know, Christ commended them because the, the first guy that you know among them stood stood and he held held fast on on Christ and he was killed for it. But now that's what they're holding on to. Oh, one of us died for Christ, and yeah, 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 we got a we got a champion that we can cheer on. But however, they're not following suit. They're not following suit, meaning they're not following that that person's lead, that person that ended up dying in the in the for the namesake of Christ. They're not following his lead. They they chant and, and rant about him, but they don't follow the lead. In other words, they don't you know follow the example that he set. Okay. Because we all can sit up here, clap our hands, and praise God every day of our lives. But then when we're tried, we falter. Well, it just shows someone who has a real relationship and connection with God. I was saying somebody saying to somebody not too long ago that if someone um, ends up having a church hurt and they just decide, okay, I'm never going back, not necessarily just to the church itself, but they fall away from God too and, and, and their whole relationship with, with God itself falters, and that kind of shows you where, you know, the relationship is really at. Because we know that if we have a relation, a tight relationship with God, if, if other people don't act in the way that God laid out, we cannot leave that as the reason why we don't have a relationship with God anymore. It's kind of like, you know... I'm married to my husband, and my sister started acting crazy. And okay, now I just need to divorce my husband, or I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave everybody alone, you know, type type thing. We can't incorporate our relationship with our brothers in Christ with our relationship with God. It's separate. And. What really helps you with this church? I know a lot of stuff came out of Matthew, but this one really hits home in Second Peter. Okay, this one was in Peter. Second Peter, chapter two, the whole chapter actually. I'm not going to read the whole chapter because it's it's a little lengthy, but I'll read some of the verses out of here to get you, you know, to get your wheel spinning up there. Um, and again, Second Peter, chapter two. Verse 1, he says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies. <clears throat> so they, they, they will, you know, secretly sneak stuff in, trying to attach it along with the scriptures. And he says, Even denying the Lord that bought them. 
they're doing so-called doing the Lord's work, as they say. They come in the name of the Lord, but they're not. Okay. Okay. Just like it says, Satan will come in the in the uh, uh, in, in form of an angel of light. Right. But he's not an angel of light. Right. Okay. Right. So he says, in, in, in denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction, and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the weight of truth shall be evil spoken of. So you see, they 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 sneak the word, the the the, the, the false doctrine in there. Now they try to tell you everything that you used to believe is not true. Everything that you based your relationship on, on God with, they, they, they condemn it because they want you to follow them. See, they don't want you following God. They want you following them. Okay? This is the thing. He says in verse 3, and through covetousness. We, talk, we, we know about that, covetousness. And through covetousness shall they with vain words make merchandise of you. Right. Whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. He says, And delivered just Lot, vexed with filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, that one, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteousness soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. So Lot had to endure his surroundings, but he stayed fast. He stayed righteousness in God. That's what he's telling the people in Pergamos is, I see, he says, I see where you sit in, in the seat of, of Satan. I see how everybody is, you know, you, you're like the, the port, you know, here. Everybody's coming, docking in Pergamos and dropping these little shipments of false prophecies and all this other stuff. But he's saying they, they need to endure this. And if they should endure it, if you go back to Revelation chapter 2, <coughs> he says, if they do endure, he says, to him that endure, overcometh, I will give to eat of the hidden manna. So now God's going to deliver and reveal some mysteries unto these people who can stand in the face of Satan and still proclaim Jesus. Because the, the, the one fault that humankind has is that we always want to fit in. 
never want to be the one standing alone on the outside. You notice how if if a, if, if a, a room of people raise their hand to vote on something and you're the only one, you start to creep your hand up. And you don't believe in it, but you like you don't want to feel left out. You don't want to feel like an outcast. Yes. And now because you know if you're standing there now, they're going to be pointing at you, okay, now defend yourself because we want to know why you're not voting yet. And we don't want to go through that because most of us don't like confrontation. We just try to want to, hey, let me just get on up out of here. Yes, let's go home. Yes. But that's the way we are. But God wants us to be the total opposite of that. I know that's right. Be like John. Be like like Moses. Be like Abraham. You know, stand out. Yeah. It's okay to stand out. God wants you to stand out so everybody can see his glory shining through you. That is how that's how God gets you know gets his reward. He's like, yeah, they, they're gonna. I'm gonna show them how great I am. I'm not gonna use the million people standing over here voting yes. I'm gonna use that one person over here voting no, and that person to change the world. Yes. Yeah. That's what he did with Abraham. When Abraham was uh, part of, and you'll read through scripture called the Chaldeans. And the Chaldeans were these people who all had these little idols. They had these little personal gods. They would literally make these personal gods. And like, okay, today I, will, I need a god to, to help me, my, my crops grow. So I'm going to go and carve out a little god, and I'm going to start worshiping this god. That's how these people were. And scripture talks about them that don't be like the Chaldeans. And cause that's where Abraham started. That's, those were his people. But God said, come away from your people. That's why wow. he pulled them away from that, all that idol, idolizing. And he, he, he said, leave your father, leave everybody. I just need you to come away, and I, need, I, I want to deal with you on a on, one-on-one on, on -on -one basis. So now you see how God works. If, you, if you're just brave enough, if you're just strong enough to withstand the Withstand the, the, the darts that are going to come your way. Uh, they're coming. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> they're coming. There, there, there is no getting around it. I mean, I know we, we want to have a sunny day every day of our lives. We don't, want, <laughs> we don't want it to rain, but without the rain, the flowers can't grow, and, 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 the, and the vegetation can't grow, and without the rain, we have no food to eat. Because it's the vegetation of the meat that we eat, the, the cows and the sheep and everything and the chickens, they rely on that vegetation coming out of the ground to eat. And we rely on the fruits and vegetables as well. Right. So, you know, you've got to go through a storm in order to be, you know, supplied on the other end. Yeah. So that's why God is saying, I will supply you on the other end if you will just overcome it. I will show you some mysteries. Remember he says the mysteries, and that's what Christ told the, um, the disciples. These are mysteries are to those who don't understand. But if you come seeking me, I will reveal them to you. Right. So this is what we, we have to seek God. We can't just sit around, you know, pulling our thumbs or, or, or as some people say, sitting on our hands. 
<laughs> you know, you don't want to just sit sit down on your hands not like, no, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do nothing today. You yeah. have you have to start seeking God because yeah. with, with with I mean, no book, no man or woman, no policeman, lawyer, doctor, teacher, preacher is going to tell you the mysteries of God because they don't know them. Only God knows them. Only. God knows them. And that's what we, we're dealing with. Because and I had wanted to read what Pergamus actually uh it's a root word that a, a few other words had um derived from. But it's it means high tower, fortified, elevation. That's what Pergamus means. So Christ is saying, you are already in your calling place. Yeah. You've already been elevated. You've already been fortified. In other words, you're, you're already sound doctrine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why allow something that is not sound doctrine enter into enter you? In. That's yeah. why he always says, watch everything. Um, be careful of what you, you, you listen to, what you look at, what you touch, and all the other <clears> stuff because spirits dwell everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they can easily enter into your body. And, and you know how he, he talks about the one man who had the one spirit and he was able to cast him out, but he didn't feel himself with any God time. So now he's got this empty space. What did, what did Christ say? Then that spirit goes out, and he gets seven more spirits that are worse than him. Yes. And he comes back to attack you. So now when he says, now that uh, now the state of that man is even worse than the first state. Right. Because now you're even worse off than you were before. Because God was able to cleanse your house, but you didn't do any upkeep. You didn't, you didn't cherish what God just gave you. God gave you a clean house. But you, you refuse to just, every now and then, grab a broom or dust uh, a dust handle, dust everything off, sweep up the floor. You refuse to do it. So now what? It accumulates even more. Right. Now, now you're stuck in a house that has a whole lot of room to grow more. Because you notice... Just like anything, when you cut your hair, when you cut your grass, it promotes growth. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Cutting actually promotes growth. That's why God says, if I cut it off, you should have room to grow. But if you don't grow in the right manner, if you don't grow in, right, in righteousness, you're going to grow in unrighteousness. Because something is going to grow. That's true. You cut your hair, it's going to grow back. Right. You cut your grass. I guarantee you, next week it's gonna be be different size it was the week before. But that's what God is talking about. When I clean house, I need you to promote growth within yourself. You need to start seeking me. You need to start coming after me. You know, just like He said, from glory to glory, you need to continue seeking after God. 
But this is the stuff we, we, we deal with every day. If you notice, all these churches have the same issues we as individuals have today. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do ha- find it hard to, um, I don't want to say justify, but to to show the world why we believe what we believe. Why do you believe in, you know, like as people say, this God, you know, that you yeah. can't see or whatever, they, you know, they want to, you know, uh, bring God down to be. But, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to even have a conversation with people like that. Yeah. But we, we have to stand firm on it. We have to, as the first church, you have to love God, you know. And, and, and with Smyrna, you know, they they had they had the issue, uh, you know, about you know, fearing things that that causes sin to come about. And so when you fear something, sin comes about. So now we got we don't lost the love of God. So when you lose the love of God, notice how this is, is going on. Now you got fear. What happens when fear comes? Sin comes. And when sin comes, death comes. Right. And what happens when you have nothing left? You have no foundation holding you up. People can come in with false doctrine and just sweep you right away. Because you have nothing to stand on anymore. It's all gone. It's all, it's all been knocked down, destroyed. So it's something to consider. Something to really consider. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get off of Pergamus now, and we'll move on to the seals and the uh, trumpets. Anybody got anything? Comments or questions before we move on? No, we good? Yeah, we good. On the phone? We good? You there, Sister Carrie? Yes. Okay. She may or may not be there. That's all right. Okay. Revelations chapter 6, verse 5 through 6. This is the third seal. 6 verse 5? Yeah. Okay. And he says, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil of the wine. And the wine, I'm sorry. The oil and the wine. So what this, I know it's kind of like, like what? What are you talking about? Uh, a measure of this for a penny, and a measure what he's what he's talking about. This black horse that is coming is bringing um um trying to get out. I lost the word now. Uh, famine. Okay. Is bringing famine, and when the famine comes, you you I mean, you guys are from from the islands. You know how when a hurricane comes. And it yeah. wipes stuff out. You ain't got no electric, the water not running, all this other stuff, right? So when there's yeah. a lack, 
and the daily things that we need, because, you know, I'm from Florida. We, we, we went through this as well. We got what is called price gouging that goes on. And what price gouging is is now somebody out there that went to the store the night before when they figured out that the hurricane was coming, they don't swept the store with all the water. They don't got all the water locked up in this little, you know, 53-foot trailer, and they sit yeah. down on a corner somewhere telling everybody, if you want a case of water, it's going to cost you $50. Oh, yeah, I know about that. That is called price gouging. Okay? So this is what's going to happen. That's why it read that, what it just read. It said um, it said a, uh, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. It's saying that these people, when this famine comes, there are going to be people out there that take advantage of us. Right. They're going to be out there, you know, not only with material things, but even with the Word of God, try to, again, as I said in that scripture we read, try to, I'm going to put it like this, pimp us. Or they're like, yeah, or they're like vultures. Yeah, so it's like, you know, give me this, give me that, what you got, you know. It, it, it's all going to board out to moral things, a whole lot of stuff is going to be compromised in people. Yes. You know, you know we, we sit here and look at these movies, but... Really, I mean, how many people that you think about would sit there and sell their body just to get a meal when when a famine is is out there? Yeah, this stuff is real, and that's what's yep. going to happen during these times. You know, the, you know, those who have have, and those who don't don't have. And in order for you to get it, you're going to have to sacrifice something. You got to give up something. That's how desperate they're going to make you. Yeah. That's why yeah. I got what you need, but what you got is not enough. They're going to make sure it's not enough. No matter what you have. Right. Because now they want something else from you. Yeah. Yeah. More and more and more. This is where your foundation in Christ has to come. Because if you think about it, God provides mm-hmm. all the time. Yes, he does. But we have to get that understanding. Our faith has to truly be strong at the, in this moment right now. Because we have to sit here and say, okay, God, you say you will never leave me or forsake me. You say that you will always be there for me in, in, in my times of need. When I'm weak, you are strong. So you, you, you're repeating this stuff in your head, but that, that the, 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 the test is going to come, do you actually believe it? Yes. Do you believe it? Because now, as you found out Abraham did, God promised you something. You can owe. You and Sarah decide, hey, I know God said what he's going to do, but uh, we might get, need to give him a little help. Yep. <laughs> and you go out and try to do things on your own. So this is what's going to happen to us. Okay. We're like... We can't wait on God. We don't want to wait on God. Yep. But we yet we sit and preach these words, but we don't believe in them. Right. So now we can try to go out and make things happen. And what happens? We end up, as it says, in a worse state than the first person. The first person was just hungry. Mm-hmm. So now the next the the, the the after you don't win and got as you so called satisfied yourself. You got your, your your bottle of water or your, your your piece of bread or whatever it is you after. 
right? Mm -hmm. Now what? It's gone. You've eaten it. You need more, right? Yeah. You, you, you're going to need more for the next meal or the next day or whatever. Now what? But had you waited on the Lord, he might have provided for you until all this craziness was over. Yep. But we want to go out and press the issue all the time. We can't seem to wait on the Lord, but he says you have to overcome these things. Because there will be famine in the land. Crops are not going to be growing. Because if, you, if you're reading, as we're reading, when these things coming out, they, they're killing half the fish, half the trees and the, and the vegetation is dying. Most of the, 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 the livestock on land is dying. So there's going to be a lack of a lot of things. Yes. I hate to say it, but there's probably a lot of cannibalism going on too. Right. Yes, already. Already. So you got to think about these things and, like, put, put your mindset in, like, what we see in today's world is not even close to what's going to happen mm -hmm. when this stuff starts to, to, to go down. Really blow up. Mm -hmm. When this stuff really starts to, to truly hit home, you're going to be like, man. You thought the president we had was bad. You thought the your, your boss was the, <laughs> thought your boss was the worst, and you know all this other, and you don't even realize. Yeah, it's true. You don't even realize how good you got it right now, but you have to stay steadfast in God. Truly believe the words that you read in these pages. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. Your faith in these words that God has given us. Yeah. You have to stand on them. You can't yeah. allow anyone to deter you from them. I don't care if they PhD to the third or fifth degree. It doesn't matter. I don't care how many degrees they got, how many theological schools they went to. If it ain't God, it ain't right. Amen. And that's what we got to believe in. It's easy to go to a church and be sideswiped with theatrics. I'm telling you, it's real easy. When you go to hear God's word, that's what you should do. Go to hear God's word, not to see a show. Because you, you're going for the wrong reasons, I'm trying to tell you. You know, you get people like, that, oh, this, this person can bring in the, the money. This person can do this. This person can draw a crowd. It ain't about that. I can draw 5,000 people and ain't nobody getting nothing out of what I said. Because they just want to come here to big name. Oh, Bishop such and such is in town. Everybody flops. Taking any little selfies, putting them on Facebook and Instagram, saying, I'm here. It ain't going to do you no good. Do you no good if you, you're not going there for the word of God to truly change your life? I don't care who the speaker is. If your heart isn't in it, your mind ain't in it. Yep. That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. All right. That trumpet. Let's talk about the trumpet, guys. That trumpet is going to be in uh, Revelation 8. I want to read something real quick. So go to Revelation chapter 8. Probably like a page over. 
Now I want I want you to get an understanding of this here. Now God and I'm gonna read something out of Deuteronomy real quick. Deuteronomy chapter twenty nine. And this is when God's talking to that he brought them out of Egypt. And he says, And ye have seen the Egyptians' abominations in their idols, wood and stone, silver and gold, which were among them. Lest there should be among you man or woman or family, or tribe, whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations, lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wood worms, a wormwood, I'm sorry, and it, and it can come to pass when he heareth the words of this Curse that the ble- that he bless himself in his heart, saying, "I shall have peace, though I walk in the imagination of my heart to add drunkenness to thirst." So you get something, you're thirsty for something, and whatever you're drinking is making you. Drunk, or in other words, making you sick, not right. Okay. okay. I, I read that because it, it mentioned the wormwood and the gall, right? It says, unless yeah. you drink this stuff now, right? Now get this. When we read in chapter 8, verse 10, verses 10 and 11, verses 10 and 11 about this trumpet, he says, And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning, as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. Wormwood is a um, is a plant. It's like a, 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 a little brush that if it gets into your water, it turns very, very bitter. And if you yeah. drink too much of it, it actually does kill you. Okay? So, reading that, he says, the name of it is Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood, in other words, bitter. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. So, the same thirst he was talking about in Deuteronomy. You say you go to you're thirsty, and whatever you take in is making you drunk, and it has made you in a worse state. Before you were just thirsty, now you're sick. Wow. Would you rather be thirsty, or would you rather be sick and die? Wow. God is real, and He keeps it real. Yes. Because we we got to be very careful. Like I said, you, you lead a, a, a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You're absolutely right. Because a horse knows that the water ain't right or not. <clears throat> that horse probably went to that trough and like, this water's been sitting here for a month. It's got green rim. I'm not drinking it. 
<laughs> that horse would rather sit there and thirst. <laughs> That'd be sick. Right? That'd be sick. <laughs> you, know, it, it, you know, I was watching one of these James Bond movies, and I can't remember which one it was, but he, he caught the bad guy in the end, right? And James Bond takes the, the bad guy in the middle of the desert, drops him off, and told him it was like a 200-mile hike in each direction, wherever he went. And what he gave him was a can of motor oil. Mm. So the question is, would you rather thirst or would you rather drink this motor oil to quench that thirst knowing that it's going to kill you? Oh, <laughs> Either way, you're going to die. Either way, at the tail end of the movie, they said, we found this man in the desert, stomach full of motor oil. Oh, wow. Well, he just cracked it. Yes. <laughs> so that's what God is saying. Like, what, what, when, you, when you get to that point of you really thirsting, see, we always rely on ourselves. We, we always figure the physical attributions of this world will help us. Mm-hmm. But God is saying, come to me and you will thirst no more. Remember what he told the lady at the well? I got, a, I got, I got some water that you, that, that you will never be thirsty ever again. Yes. You will never thirst. Yes. These, these are things we got to keep in our head. This is the word that God's talking about. Or you can go over there and drink that bit of water and die. Or will you just, just fall down on your face and just ask God for help? Because yeah. some of us be pleading with God like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I just need something to drink. Stop it. Yeah. Lord God, you say you will provide. I believe that you will. And I'm going to stand you that you will, and I know by faith that you will, you will help me out. Yeah. We have to start believing in this way. Yeah. We can sit here and say it, but our prayers don't sound like it. Right. And I think that, though, too, that's why God's mercy allows us to be tested in those areas now mm-hmm. because we haven't gotten to that point where that seal is broken. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, okay, I'll take you through this to prepare you. So you'll be tough enough, so you'll be wise enough, so you'll be strong enough that mm-hmm. when those tribulations come to the world, that you'll be able to be set apart yep. and um, and able to stand. Like he has said, you know, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil mm-hmm. day. So, I mean, you know, endure your tests and your trials now. Endure them as a good soldier. Right. Knowing that, you know, boot camp ain't always... <laughs> One day you would have to graduate. (laughs) One day you got to graduate. You will hope so, right? You will hope so. Mm -hmm. I know that. You hope so. Yeah, this is a lifelong boot camp, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. And some people, like, you know, in boot camp, you have what they call phases. And you have to do everything you need to do in this first phase in order to move to the third phase. Right. If not, they just hold you back. Wow. So some people who are supposed to be in boot camp for two or three months end up being longer because they can never get past the phases. Just like we do in life, you've got to get past certain phases of your life in order to mature in Christ. Yep. You have to continue to move. So, mm. but I'm going to close, close Bible study out, and I had wanted to mention one thing that I did forget. 
uh, to mention about the the city of Pergamos. Remember, I told you guys a few root words came from that. One of the root words that came from Pergamos, and the reason why it's this way is because it's called polygamy. Okay. Really? Polygamy is one of the words that derive from Pergamus. The word Pergamus. Meaning what? More than one wife, right? Yeah. Or one spouse. I'm going to say one spouse. Wow. Okay, so what were the people in Pergamus doing? They were now developing more than one God because now they're following different doctrines. Wow. Following, you know, like the word says. Every wind of doctrine. Well, we follow one doctrine in this house. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta think. You gotta think about that in your mind, though. Seriously, to think about, you know, if you're not serving the one and only true living God, then you are committing idolatry. In right. other words, polygamy mm-hmm. against God. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Put it in that manner. The next time you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I have for Bible study. Wow. This week. Wow. 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 Then next week, guys, we'll be studying the fourth, the fourth seal and that the fourth horseman. So we went through the first three horsemen. The next one will be the pale horse. Um, and the uh, seal that is broken. And that church that we'll be speaking on next week is uh, Thyatira. Yes. So that'll be that one. That that is in Revelations chapter 2, verse 18 through 29. So if you want to read that ahead of time, feel free. Um, I did have one question. Has anybody... Gotten a chance to look up those Ten Commandments? I haven't looked it up. I just remembered. That's that. Yes, sir. There's so much information, so much things going on. I don't even remember that. I want you to do it for yourselves, not for me, but for yourselves, yeah. and, and just to see it with your eyes and and, and your interpretation what God gives you. That's yeah. why I wanted wanted everyone to to try to. That's why I said don't use the internet because you try to use the internet to come up with it, you're going to come up with the wrong information. Because know how everyone does everything one way all the time, and so. That's just the way it is. Like, oh, yeah. eggs are good for you. Eggs are good for you. The next thing you know, they say, oh, it causes high cholesterol. So, <laughs> bad information, yeah. right? Bad information. Yeah. You keep feeding the bad yeah. information. Everybody believes the bad information. And, and, and then they make that bad information good information, right? And it's yeah. bad information. <laughs> so, don't use the Internet. Use the Word of God. I will throw you guys out of hand. I'll text it out to you. To try to, yes, to try to veer you in the right direction. All right? Yes. Yes, 
right, so that's all I have, guys. Oh, I just wanted to remind, um, I guess you can close out on the call, and then we can probably do all the rest of that. Is there any? Anyone on the line? Hello? Yeah, okay. I'm here, but uh, oh. my house right. is busy, so I didn't hear a whole lot, but I heard some. Oh, okay. 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 Is there any prayer requests? Yes. Um, mommy and Debbie is at the emergency room because Mommy's not doing so well. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to um, add... Uh, a friend of mine, um, I'm going to pray for my friend's daughter. Her name's Jasmine. Just praying for her. And um, praying for, I want to pray for the uh, women's conference that we're going to do. Okay. Um, and the guy who, who did the, the flyer, his name is Jeff. Okay. Yes. I, I keep hearing about the Oman conference, but I don't hear nothing. I don't I don't get no information about it. Is that all about the ladies that I'm supposed to know about it? Uh, we'll talk about that after we get after we get finished praying real quick, brother Conrad. Excuse me? I said we'll talk about that once we get finished praying real quick. We'll do no problem. Praying requests and then we'll then we'll go there. Uh any other prayer requests? No. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for another Bible study, Lord God, another word, Lord God, that continues, Lord God, to fill us, prepare us, Lord God, for a time to come, if, Lord God, you tarry, or if we, Lord God, do not fall asleep. But I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that this word continues to mature in us and take us through our days, that we do not forget this word, Lord God, that we be as wise and not fools, Lord Father, following your word, Lord God, and by the leading of the Spirit of the Lord. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that this seed not be stolen, Lord God, but that it be thrived in us, Lord Father, through our days. I pray a special prayer, Lord God, for evangelist faith, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would continue to minister unto her body, Lord God. Send, Lord God, a healing, I pray, Lord Father, for her, Lord God. Relief within her body, in her mind, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, whatever this thing might be, Lord God, that your permissive will, Lord God, would allow her, Lord Father, to receive, Lord God, your ministering word to her, Lord God, that would heal and transform and set her free. We pray, Lord Father, and bind the enemy in any plan, Lord Father, that he has over her life. The Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, she is released right now. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus for uh, Jeff, Lord Father. We pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus that you would bless his mind, Lord God, that even, Lord God, as he touches things, every each and every word, Lord Father, that, Lord God, it continues to minister unto his soul. Change his heart, Lord God. Cause him to believe on you, Lord Father. Cause him, Lord God, to have a curiosity in his mind, Lord God, of who you are. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would touch Jasmine. Bless her, Lord Father, in the choices that she's making in her life. Bless her to be led by the Spirit of the Lord and cause her to have a heart to seek you, Lord Father. And, Lord God, all that we do, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus over this, in this conference, Lord Father, I pray, Lord God, that your blessing be 
Mm-hmm. Oh, God, rest and abide. Guide and lead us, Lord Father, in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Good night, Sister Carrie. God bless you. Okay. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.